This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. How many times have you been ill, taken some time off work, and had your employer say, you need to provide a doctor's note, we need to know that this was legit, and you went and saw a doctor? It can be a bit onerous because there are many times where you might take a day, two days, three days, maybe even four days, but you didn't actually go to the doctor. You stayed home. You didn't want to expose anybody else to whatever it was that was ailing you. And you went back to work when you were feeling better. Unfortunately, there might be people out there who take advantage of that system. Maybe they're not really all that sick. Maybe they are not sick at all. Either way, there has been controversy about this in the past. One, when you go to the doctor's office, if you are legitimately ill, there is the chance, the very good possibility, you are exposing other people to your illness. And especially if it's the case that you don't really need to go to the doctor, you know, you have a bad cold, you know, you have a flu and you want to stay home and self-isolate until you're better. Well, the BCGEU is calling on employers now to drop the doctor's note requirement amid the COVID-19 virus and the fact that the virus is continuing to spread. Let's bring in Stephanie Smith, the president of the BCGEU, to talk a bit more about this. Stephanie, thanks for being with us. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. So what exactly uh, is the union calling for uh, with this? Well, uh, as you mentioned uh, during your opening, what we're asking employers to do is to uh, waive the requirement for employees to provide a doctor's note proving that they're sick. Um, During this time, I mean, now the World Health Organization is saying that COVID-19 is a pandemic. We all have a role to play. Uh, Government has a role to play. Workers have a role to play. And employers have a role to play. Uh, In the case of COVID-19, though, we're also being told that if you are showing symptoms, if you become ill and you think there's even a remote chance that you have been exposed to this virus, that you're to call ahead first, don't just show up because you could be exposing people to this, but you are to call ahead and follow the instructions of health officials. Uh, In a case like that, do you think then it would be enough to tell, I mean, if it turns out that you are being tested and you might have it, you'd obviously have to self-isolate and tell your employer. Uh, Is it enough to, to simply tell your employer look, I have these symptoms, I'm going to the doctor or not, leave it at that? Yeah, I I think, well, I mean, obviously to be tested is important. Um, But, you know, the fact of the matter is to get a doctor's note, I mean, that's a huge administrative amount of time that doctors are spending on filling out these doctor notes. It's one of the reasons why the controversy actually existed prior to COVID-19, but is really highlighted under this pandemic. Doctors should be working with people who are ill, and and it, it, it's a huge drain on our healthcare system. It costs money, and again, as you mentioned, going to a doctor's office to get a doctor's note exposes people to potentially, um, you know, infection. And we just think this is a really simple step that employers can take. Our members uh, have varying collective agreements with different requirements around, um, you know, doctor's notes. Uh, Our largest employer is the provincial government, and they have waived that requirement. They've proactively done that. They've taken a very positive step forward, and we're calling on all employers to do that, particularly in areas where members or, or workers don't have a union that can back them up for making the right decision for themselves, their health, and the health of others. So, and the provincial government has waived that. So, in the past, say before COVID nineteen even became a thing, say you were sick for three days or four days, if and you worked for the provincial government, and they said you need a doctor's note. If you didn't have one, what would happen to you? 
Well, I mean, the wording in that particular collective agreement says that an employer may request a doctor's note. Um, again, oftentimes these are tabled by employers in bargaining this sort of language uh, around absentee management. Um, I firmly believe, and I think this is true for uh, any sector, that in fact workers do make responsible decisions around their health and whether or not they should be at work and exposing people to their, their illnesses. Um, I don't think that, you know, writing really, really strict and punitive policy for these small, small number who may, uh, as you mentioned, take advantage of that kind of loophole. There are other ways to, to manage staff and their absenteeism, but I think requiring doctor's notes, um, particularly, again, during issues of community health um, it's everybody's responsibility. We are all responsible for each other's health during this pandemic. And so, um, you know, we need to do the right thing. And did you reach out to uh, any doctors or, or health officials before calling on this and that hearing from them saying it's very onerous on doctors to have to do this? No, we know this. Um, there have been many doctors who have sort of publicly stated uh, how onerous it is for them to be providing doctor's notes for workers who, uh, as you said, may have a cold, may be home. Um, perhaps they had food poisoning the night before and, and are vomiting and are at home for one day, but, you know, 24 hours later, they're feeling fine. They're not going to go to the doctor for that. Why would we send them into the doctor, put that additional cost and expense on our healthcare system? Um, people usually know whether they're feeling capable of going to work or not. And we need to support them in that decision. Um, it's not just about doctor's notes. It's about removing sort of the economic pressure that so many workers face about not being able to miss work because they don't have sick time. They don't get sick pay. Right. And you mentioned too, so in the provincial government contract, like you said, the wording is may require a doctor's note. But do you know of any scenarios where people have been penalized for not providing one? Yes. <laughs> I can't get into specifics, of course, but yes. Um, in fact, uh, uh, you know, there are some employers, not just within provincial government, but in our other sectors where they are extremely punitive in terms of enforcing a doctor's note coming in. And the language, as I said, is different in different collective agreements. Uh, sometimes it's after, you know, three days absence. Sometimes it's after five days absence. Uh, but some employers want to push it and say, you're away from work sick we need to have proof that you are away for the right reasons. That, to me, seems you know, extremely excessive. Especially since a lot of people don't even have doctors and that, that then is sending you to a walk-in clinic or, or somewhere to try and find a doctor to give you a note. Absolutely. And oftentimes getting those doctor's notes cost both the individual money, but as I said, it's also a financial strain on our healthcare system. That doctor should be working with patients who are sick and need their support. They shouldn't be filling out forms. Um, is your union doing anything else as far as now with the WHO declaring this a pandemic, which doesn't really change anything as far as how it's being treated and how it's being managed? But we are seeing other places south of the border saying they don't want gatherings of more than 250 people. Uh, I'm imagining there are members of the BCGEU who are in the service industry who would be in scenarios where there are gatherings of, of more than that. Is your union doing anything else as far as protecting people against the virus? 
Yes. So um, in terms of what we can control internally, uh, interestingly enough, I'm meeting with our senior elected leadership and our senior staff uh, over these two days. This is a regularly scheduled meeting that we have. But we are discussing the potential of making some difficult choices about sort of the, the banquets that we would normally have scheduled, the other sorts of gatherings, the conferences and the forums that we hold. And we're really looking at, you know, how do we put members safety first? And uh, that might entail us having to make some difficult decisions. We're working very closely with employers in a number of our sectors, not just with indirect government, as I said, but, um, you know, with the health employers, with our casino employers, um, looking at what steps are they taking to ensure that their staff are remaining safe and how can we support our members and those employers in doing that. And any idea when there might be some decisions made? Well, um, we're going to have that conversation pretty much when I get back downstairs <laughs> to the meeting. Um, and we'll probably have a decision this afternoon about whether or not we will um, look at cancelling some of our upcoming events. Um, but uh, I think at this point, you know, we, we don't want people to... We want to remove the pressure that our individual members are feeling about whether or not they can attend, whether or not they have to self-exclude. We want this to be, um, you know, equally accessible to all of our members who were scheduled to come. And so uh, it just might make better sense to postpone them into the future when we know that it's safe for everybody to attend. All right. We will be watching and looking for that update. Stephanie, thank you so much. I know it's a busy day. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate it. All right. Stephanie Smith is the president of the BCGEU.